I'm Rodney Wittenberg. And I'm David Heitler Clevens. And this is Music, Music for, for the, the New Revolution. Revolution. So we are finally getting to this gun issue that has been, I don't know, it feels like it's been going on forever, actually. Forever. But, yeah, but particularly heating up recently. Yes. 20, what is it, 20 school shootings in 20 I've, lo- I've lost day, count. And weeks. You know, I was I was with, in a school when this recent shooting was happening in Texas, and you almost get this feeling like, you know, when people are talking about it, that... You know, we we still stay shocked in a way, but it it's almost like you can't get quite as uh, uh, upset about it because it happens so so much. often. It's like yeah, it's, uh, it's weird it, for in the modern history. You know, being fifty four, uh, my first memory of a mass shooting is Columbine, which you would think there were there were more before that, but that's the one that really struck me. I remember I was uh, driving around New York City listening to the radio in my car because I had dropped my girlfriend off at the time and for some kind of event and it just was this wave of what is going on but now one every week it's just it, 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 there's there's something crazy happening yeah yeah so it really has become kind of the new normal and that's that's the song by my friend Stuart Stotts who's out in Wisconsin he wrote a great song about this idea called the new normal so let's hear that Students walking out the door, hands in the air. They might be scared, but they're well prepared. Follow the procedures that they learned in a drill. Don't know when it will happen, but we know that it will. Teachers learning strategies for counterattack. In service hours spent on fighting back. Throw a book or a stapler to buy a little time so kids can run away in zigzag lines. Welcome to the new normal, this is what we've become. Welcome to the new normal, blind, deaf, and numb. Blind, deaf, and numb. Reporters talking tactics and emergency logistics make a brief mention of the grim statistics. Interview a family member crying at the scene, then cut to a commercial on your TV screen. is not the time to discuss the situation time for prayers and healing in our nation light a candle hold a vigil or gather with your friends but keep the candle handy you'll need it again Mm -hmm. welcome to the new normal living on shaky ground welcome to the new normal it's the upside down it's the upside down are the currency of this debate places at the table for the faces of hate like being held in the grip of a snake what will it take what will it take Mm Stories float by like carnival ducks, dragging our attention to the mud and the muck. Not enough water in the salty sea to wash the sorrow away from you and me. 
welcome to the new normal. This is what we become. Welcome to the new normal. Blind, deaf, and numb. Blind, deaf, and numb. steps in the middle of the night and the nation's numb is this what our forefathers had in mind what is happening in washington because it's not enough your thoughts and prayers you send your love you say you care but you are not my baby has died standing alone in an empty room except for my child but she's not really there and all the people have gone and I want to pick her up and take her home can't bear to leave her here it's not enough your thoughts and prayers you send your love you say you care but you are not that was Dispatch with uh, their song, Dear Congress, comma, in parentheses, 17. It's hard to read that title on the air, but I think those numbers that you hear at the end, including the 17, are the numbers dead in various shootings. Right. Uh, what powerful. a powerful song. Yeah. I think, it's, and actually that, that song, if you do download that as I did uh, <laughs> illegally, you can uh, support the Brady uh, campaign at the same time. Uh, it was very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. So we're listening to that song. It makes, it, it brought up a couple things for me. I was thinking about how uh, surprisingly what it brought up is thinking about my grandfather who mm-hmm. was a gun owner and uh, on my 12th, 10th or 12th birthday, he bought me a little gun and and to his disappointment, I uh, ran away crying saying he wants me to kill Bambi. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, my grandfather served in, the, in World War II and was a responsible gun owner and I think that uh, uh, there's, I don't think we'll ever get rid of guns, and I actually don't think that is the goal. Although some, mm-hmm. it is the goal for some, but mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, as as a lefty, I don't think that's the answer. There's plenty of lefties that that use guns, but what what do you think, David? It's, yeah, well, I think pr- pretty much everybody that I know is mm-hmm. saying is that we need reasonable gun restrictions, things that the NRA themselves used to support. Um, and, you know, I, I think the NRA has become just the lobbying arm of the gun manufacturers. So anything that diminishes gun sales they're against, as opposed to actually thinking what makes any sense. And I also think that this whole issue is a good 
highlight of what's wrong with our political system. Because when you got anywhere from 60 to 80 percent of people wanting something, Mm -hmm. it should happen if it's a democracy. Mm -hmm. And so clearly, you know, (laughs) when we have a vast majority of people that want these reasonable restrictions and they're not happening, what's happening is that money and gerrymandering have obstructed what people want. And so people are protected from the will of the people if, yeah. they're, if they're in Congress and they don't have to listen to us. But I think that's changing. I, I And, you know, what's, what's amazing, as depressing as this issue is, right now, I feel a lot of hope. And it's mostly because of kids. Yeah. You know, and, and actually the next few songs are going to get into that. So that's a perfect segue. So, um, you know, it's, it's like... You know, there has been this movement, particularly the Parkland students, that is so inspiring. And to me, they're doing so much right. And even the crazy attacks from the right against them feel like they respond to those things amazingly, too. You know, so uh, so Randy Rainbow, Mm -hmm. who we've. Yeah, played a number before, of times because he's yeah. got all these great parodies. Uh-huh. He had a great one, uh, you know, to the song from uh, "Bye Bye Birdie." Oh, <laughs> and that, as many of his YouTube videos do, mm-hmm. it starts with a kind of a faux interview uh-huh. of that NRA spokeswoman. I don't know what her name is. Yeah. She looks kind of like Demi Moore. And yeah. He actually jokes about that, but I'm um, skipping most of that. We'll we'll, we'll just start mostly with the song. Cool. We'll hear a little bit of the interview. Awesome. Yeah. So here's Randy Rainbow. Over the past few weeks, major businesses have begun cutting ties with the NRA thanks in large part to a movement begun by the students of Parkland, Florida. Um, I guess what I'm trying to ask, Dana, is has the NRA finally met its match? And how does it feel to be taken to task, called on the carpet, publicly humiliated day in and day out by a bunch of, uh, you know, kids? Would you get a load of these kids today? Kids! You could take a lesson from what they say. Kids, they are so articulate, so much more than you. Slimy, seedy, grim and greedy monsters. And guess who's gonna stop you, kids? Full of common sense and a lot of rage. Kids, and they're all approaching the voting age. I'd probably crap my pants if I were the NRA. What's got in to these kids today. A growing number of companies are breaking up with the NRA because kids could take over soon and they're plotting to. Kids now successfully are boycotting you. Kids, they're so rash and bold and wow, look who sold you out. Avis Budget, Delta and United. You better take the bus, girl. Kids, look, I know you love your amendment, boo. It's kind of shitty, that's why it's number two. That was a cheap shot. I apologize. You sold your soul to Satan, and now it's time to pay. Thanks to some of these kids, too. President Trump, meanwhile, under growing pressure, much of that pressure from the students themselves. Several major corporations are cutting ties with the NRA. Symantec, MetLife, Hertz, Delta Airlines, First National Bank of Omaha, Dick's Sporting Goods. That's going to be a hard one for little Marco to swallow. You know how much he loves Dick's. Now is the time to get on the right side of this. If the only thing that these politicians care about is money, we'll go after their money. Change will come. Kids. They just push and push till they get results. What is up with that? Kids. Sounding more like, what's the word? Oh, adults. Kids. They are so compassionate and so logical. Eloquent, nonpartisan, and thoughtful. They're probably all just actors. Kids. Bid your antiquated old laws farewell. Kids. Because they're woke, determined, and mad as hell. I'm a parent. These agencies have promised to keep our kids safe, and they haven't. That's why I want answers, too, and I hope you join me in questioning them. And though it sucks for you guys, looks like they're here to stay. What's got into these kids? I wouldn't f*** with these kids. Get a load of these kids, too. Is that a gun in your pocket, or you're just nervous you're about to be exposed as the abhorrent, money-hungry puppet you really are? this was a good conversation whatever girl tonight nationwide protests a sea of students from parkland to columbine marching out of their schools demanding action to combat gun violence more than 185,000 students walking out of classrooms today washington new york parkland florida st paul minnesota st louis denver chicago at the capitol thousands of shoes make up a memorial to children killed by gun violence as a 12 year old do you really think that you have the power to make change by myself i don't think i have the power but together with all these people here i think we can make a change wow that that was uh 
two pretty powerful segments there, David, uh, right in a row. Um, you know, if Randy Rainbow is by any chance listening to our show, we'd love to interview him. Uh, he is so quick in putting these things out, and there's such a big production, I'm wondering how he does it so quickly. Actually, I was looking into that a little bit um, because I assumed that, like, with these great you know, uh, you know, progressive media things like The Daily Show that he had this enormous team. He does it all himself, yeah. everything, like all of the and and there's a lot of stuff vi- visually. If you haven't seen the YouTube videos that are very clever, yeah. quick cuts and stuff like that, and he does a lot of stuff where he'll have multiple versions of himself singing back up. And anyway, I'm amazed at at you know because he does respond to these things so quickly. And, you know, not every single song is as good as every other one, but they're always well-crafted, and some of them are just absolutely, you know, yeah. masterful. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the best ones. I yeah, say. that was really funny, and I love the uh, little samples in there. Um, yeah, what I, what I was thinking about with that one was one of the things that um, it is is uh, interesting, you know, all— Everybody look. I, I mentioned it earlier. I talked about Columbine, but I was thinking back to when I worked with the nonprofit. Uh, was an anti-drug, anti-violence program. This was in the early '90s, and in poor communities, gun violence was an everyday occurrence, and it never made the news. It wasn't. It wasn't the. The way it is now where everyone's talking about it. I remember showing up at an elementary school in North Philly, and. The kids weren't allowed to go out to the parking lot because there was a car in the parking lot upside down that had exploded because it was riddled with machine gun fire and there were shells all over the playground. And um, what do you do? What, what, what do you say to the, the, the young kids? You go, well, we can't go outside and play today. Um, and in some ways, it's, it's, it's a little infuriating that the problem doesn't get discussed until it reaches, you know, the suburbs or white people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's, and that's been called out. And I was really pleased to see actually that the students, you know, from Parkland, when people from Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. movement kind of brought that issue out. Um, that, you know, a, a couple of them like went to Ferguson mm-hmm. and, you know, like really tried yeah. to make connections. I mean, you know, they're not perfect. They're human beings. But I think they really are really trying to, yeah, trying to, um, you know, answer those kinds of criticisms and say, you know, we really need to look at this as as a problem across the board. And, that uh, you know, people like not like them have been suffering for much longer. But, you know, uh, hopefully joining forces, you know, we yeah. can actually do something about that it. That is the thing that will help make a big change if we can bring all the sides together. It, it is it is also interesting, you know, when I was uh, doing that work, how people would always go, well, TV is so violent. I'm like, the culture is violent. I mean, that's the other side of this is that we uh, don't look at the, just the history of violence in America and right. and how its formation was violent. And it continues to be. Uh, I'm always struck, you know, when I think of how when the battles were happening during the Civil War or Revolutionary War, how people would pick uh, pack picnic baskets and go and to watch. view and go watch. Yeah, that's really <laughs> disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's our history. That's yeah. the country. That 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 is the history. So, um, you know, I, I think by being able to regulate guns, we're not going to regulate violence. It's part of our culture, but we certainly can make it a lot dip, more difficult for someone to hurt large groups of people and right and i think you know the thing that people often point to is looking at international examples places like australia you know where they had a mass shooting they responded with a lot of restrictions on guns and they haven't had a mass shooting since and it's not like there is no violence in right. that society <laughs> in, either in fact it's a whole culture based on criminals exactly yeah, so. exactly so i mean it's it, i think People often try to, if they are against any kind of gun control, they try to make excuses for why they're different. You know, that's a different society. And I understand that you can always make those arguments. There isn't any other country that's exactly like the United States. So you could always do that. But it seems clear to me Mm -hmm. that, you know, having certain restrictions on, on gun ownership 
does make people safer, yeah. you know. Yep. And and, uh, and the counter example people often give is Chicago. They'll say, oh, well, Chicago yeah. has the most, you know, <laughs> stringent. Uh-huh. But this is the thing. It can't be one place because right. guns don't stop at borders. Right. So it doesn't make any sense to say, oh, well, you know, California has this and they still have my sh-. Yeah, it doesn't work, it, yeah. it, it, you know, because the guns don't stop at the border. So, right. yeah, I mean, there's all a lot of, a lot of things like that, that that the arguments just drive me crazy. Yeah. The one you mentioned before, too, is like we're never going to solve the problem entirely so we don't do anything. Right. And that's, you know, yeah, no, that we never, that we don't do that with other things. Like we don't go, Nothing well, we're else. never going to stop car accidents. So let's not wear safety belts. Exactly. No, you, you wear a safety belt and because it will help. Right. And we're going to put airbags in and we're going to do things to make it less likely that right. it will happen. Right. And uh, this seems to be one of the issues that we're not allowed to touch. Right. And I think that's the thing that's most frustrating. I mean, you know, just the fact that we're not that the um, what is it the Center for Disease Control can't even do a study just to find out right. what's going on. That's insane. Right. That we can't even take a look at it. Not that we're going to even make a change, but we can't take a look at it. Right. That's, that's. But I think a lot of people mm-hmm. do think we need to make a change <laughs> <Yes>. as well. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do too. Yeah, and the kids themselves, you know, uh, again to come back to mm-hmm. that, that you know they've been such powerful advocates. You know, mm-hmm. here's people who have been through a trauma mm-hmm. where, in their very own school, their classmates were shot down. You know, sometimes in front of them, and they have had the bravery and the strength to come out and speak so eloquently. And 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 you know, one of the, I want to play a couple. You know, I think we should play a couple songs next that are actually written by students. Yeah. And um, I was only able to find these on YouTube and, and you know, uh, get them from that. But I'm hoping that they'll make these available so people can actually, you know, support their efforts, you know, financially as well. But the kids from Marjorie Stoneham Douglas High School in Parkland, they, they wrote and performed this song, Shine. And after that, we'll hear uh, a young man named Tyler Jenkins. I'm not even sure where he is. I hope he hears this song that he wrote called Save Me that was performed just outside. You'll hear the wind noise in the microphone uh, during the national school walkout, the first one. So. Down, we'll get back up again. 
promise we'll be stronger and we're not gonna let you in we're putting up a fight you may have brought the dark but together we will shine the light you're not gonna knock us down we'll get back up again you may have hurt us but i promise we'll be stronger and we're not gonna let you in we're putting up a fight you may have brought the dark but together we will shine the light and whoa So I hope Tyler Jenkins hears this. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, was pretty cool. Yeah. So you just found that on the web. Yeah. Well, there was a great um, sort of collection of things after that first walkout of students of music from that. And lots of, you know, choirs singing Amazing Grace and things like that. But there were a lot of original songs and, uh, you know, it, there were a lot of really good ones, I thought. And, and you know, heartfelt, but also, you know, eloquent and said powerful things and you know it was it was very impressive um it's really it's interesting how um i know civics has been taken out of school a lot of schools but how savvy and politically aware a lot of the young kids are these days even though they're not getting uh an education at how our government works. I'm wondering. Mm -hmm. I, 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 well, I, maybe they're watching John Oliver and Samantha <laughs> B. Yeah. And, you know, the, it's very possible that that's where some of that's coming from. You know, that I know a lot of the young people that I know are very keyed into those kind of progressive humor things right. that started with The Daily Show. And, and uh, you know, they probably get a lot of their news from, <laughs> from from those places, and also see the political action is is part of it's part of being a responsible citizen. I mean, yeah. that was the intent of the founders that everyone would be involved. Yeah. And speaking of someone who's involved, mm -hmm. up next we have an interview with Bill Harley. Yeah, Bill Harley is a wonderful uh, singer, songwriter, storyteller, author, and uh, and also just a wonderful human being. And so it was a real pleasure, of course, to talk to him. And he started a group called Ask, which is Artists for Safe Kids, and really started with people who are children's performers who wanted to uh, get together, you know, as an organization and speak out about gun violence. Um, so he will explain about that organization and some of the, the musical work that he's doing related to this issue. Here's Bill Hartley. The real impetus for me was this was uh, the Newtown, you know, uh, however many years ago that was. I I worked in that town. Actually, my friend Keith was performing in the sister school in Newtown that day. You know, they did a lockdown. And, um, you know, that one... Um, I mean, I've actually, and I've worked in other towns, I've, I've worked in other schools where, you know, a kid had come to school and shot somebody, and, um, you know, you're kind of aware of it, but that one, and our inability to do anything about it just was very frustrating to me, and I thought, um, I was nominated for a Grammy that year, and I gave a fairly long talk um, at the Grammy breakfast about that. Um 
that I just feel like we have to at least have people know that we've got, you know, opinion about this. We, we've got weird that there's people who work with kids. It's not just enough to work with them. It's like we all also want to make sure they grow up, you know, at all. Um, so you speak out. And so I am really not um, I'm not a great organizer. And I, because I have so many balls up in the air and I'm not the most organized person myself, but I, I think there just comes a point where, well, even if you're crummy at it, you, you do something, right? We've got a couple, we've got a couple hundred people who have signed up. No interest in being the head of a major national organization, but I'd rather be a place um, for the people of like mind. We know that, you know, we're all working on some of the same things and to provide some kind of, uh, clearinghouse or awareness of information and what other people are doing related to issues of gun violence. We chose the reasonable things. I mean, it's, 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 as opposed to world peace, the gun violence thing is, you know, there's four or five things that we can do to gun violence. Um, I, I really see it as a public health issue, uh, not a political issue that, I don't, I don't think we're going to get rid of all the guns, you know, although I think if we stop selling as many, they'll kind of come out of the system eventually, you know. This river ecologist said, you know, if you stop the insult, the river will heal itself. And um, I kind of feel like that about gun. I would like ask to be a place where people know that there's other people who are thinking about how to do this. Not that there's any one right answer or there's not one song that we should all be singing or one, you know, poster that we should all be, you know, carrying around, but that, that there's just this support for people to do things. Um, that's always been my, my notion of what it should be. We're asking for very concrete things, and none of them are outrageous. None of them are outrageous. Weird, you know, that is like take away the large magazines, take away the assault rifles, have back gun check, ground checks, don't do these gun shows, um, allow the, the gun violence to be studied, you know. Those are all, that's, that it's even political, it just seems bizarre to me. How do we talk about this with our different audiences, and especially with kids in the room? Um, I, I don't think, you know, saying, standing on stage in elementary school and saying, you know, um, 400 people have been shot this year, you know, in schools or whatever, that's not necessarily helpful. Uh, those, their, their lives are immediate, and I think the question, the causes of violence should be immediate, you know, what, what happens that uh, these kind of things happen on a very micro level. But all of us, I mean, you know, David, as well as I, you know, people, when you're a children's performer, people just kind of assume somehow you don't have any other perspective or something, you know, that it's, your brain is balkanized. You don't, you don't have anything else to say. And we've all, most of us have written, uh, especially children's musicians, you know, they, a lot of them are topical songwriters. So we've got something to say in other venues, too, and I think that's fine. Dave uh, and Jimmy, Dave uh, came to me when, I, when we were starting on Ask, and, you know, he's just been, he's been great on this. His, his energy is so wonderful. Um, and uh, he said, well, I'm working on this song, and I'd like you to work on it with me. And I was like, well, you guys are out there in L.A., and I, I you know, I really trust. He said, no, 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 no. So um, we kind of talked about the song. We talked about the idea, and, and, and then we just traded lyrics back and forth, and I was like, I want to but we should tweak this a little bit. Um, and there, that's, that song is one of those, like, kind of dancing on the thing. It's unspoken, you know, like we watch him get on the bus. And, you know, that line, even now, is just, it's so wrenching. Um, but it doesn't say, we wonder if they're going to get shot, you know. Um, it's just, what can we do? Uh, and so it's, 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 it's kind of this question... Where I think that, I mean, and I really got to give Dave and Jimmy a lot of credit on it. I, I did help with, uh, I helped with it, but they were carrying, uh, you know, they were carrying, being water carriers on it. But to ask to name this thing in a place where we can look at it, and the response has been really good. Uh, people have really liked it. Nothing baby born today.
Now I think people who work with um, high school kids and maybe even middle school kids, you can be good to have those conversations because they're having them. You're not saying something that's not being said. Uh, A little different with elementary school kids again, but certainly in high school, this is the issue that all high school kids around the country are are talking about. And I I think that in that context, we do have a role um, uh, to speak. Um, It's not... Uh, and some some administrators will not like that, but you know that, that everybody's got to find their own level that they feel comfortable speaking. First verse is there's something moving all over this land. There's something moving all over this land, and I wrote a song a year and a half ago, and there wasn't really anything moving all over this land. You know, I mean, I wanted it to be. There actually, I mean, because there were these. Concerts all over America kind of felt like something, but basically that was, you know, beneath the radar. But suddenly you sing this song, I sang it the other night, and it's like, somebody said, whoa, did you just write that today? I was like, no, I've just been sitting here waiting for it to, you know, the right time to come. So I think that's part of our job is to do this work, know what those songs are, to know what our expression is. It's it's, 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 um, I mean, it's actually based on... um, up over my head, it's like there's something moving all over this land. Something moving all over this land. Something moving all over this land. The time has come. Lay down your guns all over this land. Um, you know, and kind of versus the NRA and safer streets and you know, safe kids and stuff like that. So it's not, <laughs> it's not rocket science. It's just a, a song I, I performed it. I wrote it last year uh, when this uh, 
um, with this concert across America to end gun violence. And uh, I, I sang out at a couple concerts there. There's something moving, There's something moving. all over this land. Something moving, There's something moving all over this land. All over this land, There's something moving, There's something moving all over this land. All over this land, time has come. Lay down the guns all over this land. All over this land, his mother's crying. Mother's crying. Mother's crying, yes, mother's crying all over this land. All over this land, his mother's crying. I think the other thing that's happened, though, and I think this is, I mean, one of the positive things that's come out of this horrible thing is um, a year or two ago when I started talking about this, there are people who actually were uncomfortable signing the thing. They were, they were uncomfortable about, and when I started posting, of course, on Facebook and Twitter, you know, I would get these things coming back at me, and they were really, the gun lobby and the gun enthusiasts were really controlling the narrative, and that's they're not right now. They're, they are not controlling the narrative. They're, they're kind of backpedaling, trying to figure out a way out of it. And, and um, so I think we've got an opportunity to keep their, to, you know, keep their feet to the fire. Okie Dokie Brothers have a great gun song. Uh, it's an Annie Oakley song. It's just like when we're done with this, just put away the guns. And it's really, it's really, it's really well handled. Annie Oakley was the best. Star in the West With a quick draw and a straight shot And a red leather vest She could hit a bullseye She could shoot the moon But at the end of her shows She'd sing on this tune Put your six-shooter down Grab your six-string guitar Start singing and wishing On a long shoot Wish that we might and wish that we may Hang up our guns and put the bullets away Buffalo Bill was loaded with fun His pappy was a pistol, he was a son of a gun Sure. 
two of a kind with leave it there so who are those people (laughs) (laughs) So, did did you write that song with a group of kids or did you write that on your own actually neither (laughs) that was by Stuart Stotts who did the new normal song that we did at the beginning because Stuart actually mostly writes for kids as opposed to about kids like the first one was Um, but that was just the tail end of that that song because it was the part that was most relevant to the the gun issue and and before that we heard the very clever okie dokie brothers song shooting star that bill harley was talking about in the interview um but yeah so uh i don't know whether stewart wrote leave it there with kids but uh we had a lot of fun making it funky (laughs) and it starts out with like uh, Poison Ivy kind of story about, and, and so then the leave it there is, is, is related to that, and it sort of builds from there to a much more serious topic of, of guns. Yeah. Uh, but there aren't a whole lot of songs for kids, as you can imagine, that specifically talk about guns and gun violence. Um, and, uh, you know, that's one thing that Bill Tar- Harley talked about in that interview a little bit was, was the challenge of working with children on an issue like this because you don't necessarily want to just scare them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so there's, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting conundrum. And he thinks a lot about that. We think a lot about that. Um, it's kind of fun, I think, in this episode that we focused a lot on kids and students and because they have been so much at the forefront of this you know current movement but just thinking about you know all these school shootings and things in the ways that that you know a lot of people after Newtown was like you know if if nothing happened after that nothing's ever going to happen but I think all these things are cumulative you know it's like that that the fact that nothing happened after that I think is part of the reason the movement is building now you know in a way sort of like the Me Too movement people who were so disheartened by the fact that Trump got away with all the stuff he did in the campaign. It didn't end his campaign like it would have in another time. I think that's some of the genesis for the Me Too movement. So some of these things have delayed reactions, yeah. you know. Well, I think also, I think the eight years of the Obama administration, people were lulled into a sense of, uh, oh, everything's great. It's moving forward and uh, everything. And then uh, not recognizing that there are... Uh, 
but there's still some things that we needed to take on and deal with and uh and that not everybody was feeling the same way and uh we got some work to do yeah. so uh Hopefully and it's people great people have learned that lesson <laughs> <laughs> and it's also great to see kids are are, are doing it and it's also as our mission with our show, it's also to see that there's all this great new music about about the issue. Because so many times, again, as for the reason why we do this show, is when people think of political issues, they always want to go back to the songs of the 60s. And I think pretty much everything on our list is new. That yeah, this is a, the newest show we've done, I <laughs> yeah. think, and about a very current issue, although yes. not a new issue, but yeah, still. Uh, well, let's actually, before we do our little outro thing, let, let's hear a little bit of something from slightly longer longer ago. Oh, it's our, it's our uh, throwback segment? That well, we do. not really. It's a Kokolo <laughs> okay. with a Mama Don't Want No Gun. Ah, uh, here we go. You've been listening to music for the new revolution. Music for the new revolution is recorded at Melody Vision Recording Studios. It's written and produced by David Heitler Clevens and Rodney Wittenberg. Our engineer today is Chris. Find out more information about music for the new revolution on our Facebook page. I'm Rodney Wittenberg. And I'm David Heitler Clevens. And thanks for listening to Music for the New Revolution. About a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat.